Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Austin Norman, Nick Sainert with you here on the block. Uh, diving into some more Husker Athletics in-state recruiting. And, Nick, uh, we, we got this prompt from the text line. Uh, concerned about baseball in-state recruiting, I think you did a great job kind of debunking uh, that shift from the previous staff to Will Bolt's staff. I think Will Bolt gets credit for that. I think Rob Childress is a big part of it as well because Absolutely. I think it's a lot of the, the pitchers, right, that have gotten flipped. And I think that's confidence in Rob Childress and the work he's been able to do. Oh, I agree. I mean, things things that Rob Childress uh, brings, not only just on the field but also off the field, such a such a stabilizer, mm-hmm. right? And, and one of the biggest issues for Nebraska has been th- simple things like ERA and, and, and weathering hits and trying to figure out how to lower walks and – like those simple baseball things that frankly keep you in a game, right? How many times this year did Nebraska need to score 10 runs to win a game? And at times 10 runs wasn't even enough. It felt like there was a lot of times. Um, So from, from an off the field standpoint, a guy with a lot of experience, a lot of stability. Mm -hmm. um, And, and frankly, as somebody that's had a lot of success, he's had a lot of success during his time at Texas A&M. And so guys in the baseball world recruits, I mean, they know that. Right. So the, mm-hmm. the, the, they gravitate towards that, I think. The program I would be slightly more worried about when it comes to in state recruiting is men's basketball. Mm-hmm. I get the elephant in the room that's Creighton, right? Nebraska has more competition in men's basketball recruiting than really any other, you know, major often thought about sport. Yeah. Because of the success Creighton's had. Going back through their rosters, Creighton had fewer guys from Nebraska than I thought. And I don't give them credit for Baylor Shireman. That's a transfer addition. Uh, so I'm not going to give Nebraska credit for Josiah Alec. Well, okay, we can't give them for Sam Greasel either. For Sam Greasel either, right. But looking back through Creighton's additions to the roster, especially from Omaha, the two that come to mind are, are Kyrie Thomas and Sharif Mitchell. Yeah, Not superstars by any means, but but played a role. Is Sam Hoiberg in that category? After one year, because without that, you're looking at Brady Hyman. <laughs> I mean, Kale Jacobson as a yeah. you know really good C1 player that hasn't made an impact yet. I mean, I, I love Kale Jacobson, what he did at the high school level, but yeah. Sharif Mitchell and Kyrie Thomas have done more. Yeah, it's tough because like I, I was telling you during the break, what makes Crayon so annoying, I think that's mm-hmm. a good word, yep. is that they're able to get in-state guys the the players like Sharif Mitchell, right? That necessarily weren't highest, you know, the highest level recruits. Jason Green's in that conversation mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, I think Jason Green's going to play a, a, a pretty sizable role in uh, Creighton's team this year. The guy out of Miller North, that is. But mm-hmm. um, when you look also at Creighton, they don't just stay in state. Like, it's right. not like they're sweeping up all the in state talent and Nebraska's like, man, now we have to go out of state for it. They're doing both. They're getting a top mm-hmm. 50 guy 
out of out of another state far away, and they're beating. Well, they out get Mike Bl- Miller's kid. They get yes, Arthur Kloom out of they're, Arizona. They're, yes, and they're blue. They're beating out blue bloods for these guys, and so then you have a team in Nebraska that just seem can't seem to find any continuity, and that's what somebody on the text line said. We which we don't, I don't want to jump back and forth from football to basketball. Um, but regarding transfers and stuff, I think it was Brad said something along the lines of they won four games this year. It doesn't matter who left. And that's he's talking about Nebraska football. That is, well, no, it, it does. And that's kind of my point is that it kind of does kind of does matter because you lose out and Nebraska basketball's experienced this. You lose out on continuity. Nebraska doesn't have a quarterback this year that, that has been at Nebraska. You lost an opportunity to have continuity there. Wide receiver, what's been Nebraska's wide receiver situation in the last three years? Samari Toure, mm-hmm. Trey Palmer, and now Billy Kemp. It's a new guy. It's a revolving door every single year. And it's not like, now going back to basketball, it was the Gervais Greens, it was the Cam Max, it was guys, Deshaun that, Burke. guys that we don't even remember because they were here for such a short time and then either obviously you know fluttered and struggled in Nebraska and then kind of just went out the door. And you brought us another guy in that was promising but didn't work out. It's been this lack of continuity, and that's maybe why Nebraska only won four games last year. And on top of the coaching. Like, that's what we're getting at, is nobody questions your your ability to use the transfer portal. And you're, when you are able to use the transfer portal as a weapon instead of a lifeline to stay afloat, that's when you know you have a good program and you have a solid mm-hmm. and stable program. But unfortunately, in men's basketball, maybe prior to this year and maybe the last year too, you kind of had guys that were were carrying over. Casey, um, you know, Thor was here for a few years. You had started at Derek Walker, a huge one. Getting a guy like a Sam Greasel mm-hmm. was big, even though he was through the transfer portal. It felt like you had a little more continuity, and Nebraska actually had a one of their better seasons, if not the best, under Fred Hoiberg this last season. Husker football has had to use it as a lifeline the last couple years. Who are they going to go to out of the receiving room? You had Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda who left but now comes back, and there's still question marks surrounding him. Xavier Betts left, came back, left again. So then you go out and grab Billy Fleeks, or Billy Billy Kemp and Joshua. (laughs) Combine them into one. Billy Kemp and Joshua Fleeks, and we're all sitting here going, yeah, we expect Billy Kemp to have you know a Trey Palmer type of year. We're expecting... But, man, that's putting not only a lot of pressure on Billy Kemp, that's putting a lot of pressure on Jeff Sims, who, guess what, is also new. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's this big thing of when you are able to use the transfer portal as a weapon instead of a lifeline or instead of a a, a, fl- a, a, a float, supplement, mm-hmm. right, uh, to stay above water, then you know you're okay. And maybe that's where Matt Rule is going to get us to, you know, get Nebraska to in four or five years. It's just going to have to, there's going to be a lot of growing pains as we talked about with Evan. As you look at successful programs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, in Nebraska and across the country, they field teams every year, but they all fit an overarching program philosophy yeah. where it seems like the teams that scuffle, that struggle, don't know what they are as a program, right? DB talked about that a lot uh, when we were up at Tiburon about brand and identity. 
who you are, what you present to the outside world, um, as in fans, neutral observers, and recruits, is important. What too many programs in Nebraska have done is piecemeal it, right? Try to prioritize short-term gains. And it's different in college than the pros, right? I think sometimes I come into these conversations with a pro-style mindset where, oh, just tank. Yeah, blow it all up and you can rebuild from there. You can't necessarily do that in college. The timelines are are different. The way you go about team building is much different than it is in the pros. But I think some similar thoughts can apply in some ways. But again, overall, they're different. So you can piecemeal a team together to try to make a 9-8 playoff push in the NFL. But what are you building to behind that? Are you having success because of the young guys you were able to draft? Or is it you're staying afloat because of crafty veterans and you have to blow it all up eventually anyways? So what I think needs to happen is more of that emphasis on not next year or how do we you know minimize short-term losses, but how do we build something sustainable? I don't think that's been a focus in enough sports. Well, and I think when you look at Nebraska basketball, and here we are jumping – um, but when you look at Nebraska basketball, that's why Austin, like this year is so crucial. It is so crucial, not only for Fred Hoiberg's job status, but just crucial in general, because here they are having for sure one year and, and kind of now two years, somewhat of continuity and continuous, you know, of similar guys on their roster. Mm-hmm. Right. And not, not a, a change in the coaching staff. You're going to have, you know, Nate Lenzer is going to be here for a few years. You have Ernie Ziegler going into his second year. You have Adam Howard. Yeah, Adam Howard, who's going into a second. Like, you have guys that have been in the room. And so it didn't feel like such a tumultuous offseason for Nebraska basketball. Although they got guys, you were never real, like I said, they had to go through the transfer portal and things like that. Because don't forget, they were just a 500 basketball team last mm-hmm. year. It's not like they, you know, are the, the most attractive transfer destination. But through all that, it's like this is an extremely crucial year because if they're able to build off of a 500 ball club last year and build on that to get you know four or five games above 500 this year, this steady progress is going to be crucial for Nebraska basketball because then next year, and we've talked about it, the first few years of Matt or not Matt <laughs> uh, Fred Hoiberg, really bumpy and maybe not because of Fred Hoiberg. Maybe because of other guys in the room. And see, that's where I think that can be true, but also not at the same time. Because we can't blame it on other guys. You can blame it on other guys, but it reflects on Fred. It, that's what as I'm head saying. Coach. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, what if I told you that Bart Torvik, uh, you know, kind of off-brand Ken? I don't say off-brand. Bart yeah. Torvik does his own thing. It's also really good. Projects Nebraska to go 17 and 14 next year. And, and that's better than that was where you're at last year. Tenth in the Big Ten. Well, that's, that's where you're. That's, <laughs> Which is still you know, better just, than you were last it's, year. It's, it's unfortunate that you're in such a just a, a balanced conference, right? Where it's like, yeah, like Northwestern is going to be a fringe top twenty-five team, and they might beat the brakes off of Wisconsin one night, but then they can, you know, lose to Nebraska the very next night. So you just have a lot, a bunch of just kind of like mediocre teams between, uh, you know, the fourth and and twelfth teams in the in the conference. Okay, so Nebraska so. is rated fiftieth in the preseason at seventeen and fourteen. Michigan also seventeen and fourteen. Uh, Rutgers expected yeah. to go uh, eighteen and thirteen. Then it's a drop down to Minnesota and Penn State. But above Nebraska, uh, just by a handful of spots, you have eighteen and thirteen Iowa. 18 and 13 Ohio State, 19 and 12 Maryland, 20 and 11 Northwestern, all within 15 spots in Nebraska. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, that's what we're saying here, though. 
is that reading off those records, those projected records, that's two wins away. That's mm-hmm. one or two wins away. So it's if you're if you're able to steal one, Wisconsin seventeen and thirteen. I which, just saw two. Which, what helps steal wins? Veteran leadership, mm-hmm. right? When adversity hits you and punches you in the mouth, we, Nebraska had a Sam Greasel last year. Nebraska had a Derek Walker last year. Who's going to be that guy for them this year? Their version of Derek Walker. They can't go out and ask Josiah Alec. They can't go out and ask Rink Mass. They can't go out and ask whoever to be Derek Walker and Sam Greasel. You got to figure out a way for Josiah Alec to be best Josiah Alec that you can have. Mm-hmm. You got to figure it out, and that's why it's going to look different. It's not going to be the same of like Derek Walker being so fluid and being able to go downhill as easy as he was. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to look that way. It's not going to be maybe a point guard. Well, it might have if Aaron Euless was going to play, but it's like it's not going to look like a Sam Greasel where he's strictly a pass first point guard. Mm-hmm. Those guys. They fit really well together last year, and you hope that they just figure out a way, as every team in the country has to do every single year when you have a short, a smaller roster than you do of football and other sports, figure out a way to make it work, and that's where it falls on the coaches most of all. Speaking of Nebraska basketball, an update courtesy of Seamus McKnight. Appreciate mm. Seamus. Um, Rink Mast and the Netherlands lose to Croatia. Final score, 89-81. Uh, Rink, as Strick and I talked about, the second youngest guy in the team did come off the bench. Um, again today, two points, five rebounds, but a team high four assists for the Netherlands. So through his three games, six points, six boards, and about an assist and a half per game. And then here's a throwback, Nick, our boy, Rico's guy. Maybe he's yeah. a dude, I don't remember. Thorier Thorbjarnerson. Thorier. Doing work. He uh, plays for Iceland there in Group C of the FIBA World Cup. He scores 17 points off the bench in a 17-point win over Bulgaria. There it is. Uh, shoots 8 of 10 from the floor. Adds four rebounds and a couple assists. All that in 15 minutes of work. So Thor got a thunder. Back at it. Thorier. How about that? We love it. We do. Let's take a break. Jay Foreman's ready to get in here and bust your chops. We'll give him the opportunity <laughs> to close out on the, the block. Entire time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.